Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. In today's episode, we welcome Vanessa Murphy. Vanessa is the founder of VM Coaching and is the host of her very own podcast called Women in Confidence. Her businesses enable women to be their truly brilliant and confident selves at work. As well as running her own confidence coaching practice, Vanessa is also a senior HR business partner for a global automotive company. A recent movie to Melbourne, Vanessa is originally from the UK and has always had a real interest in working with people and helping them to achieve and develop their potential. Throughout her career, she's been aware of the confidence gap between men and women and now works very closely to close that gap with her clients. She's experienced her own confidence wobbles and so approaches her coaching practice with empathy and integrity. Her coaching styles around reflection and then action. While she enters into her coaching conversations with the latest academic research or thinking up her sleeve, she prefers a more practical activity-based approach to working with her clients. Well, hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Perimenopause Power. How are you, Lisa? I'm brilliant, Thank you very much. We are always brilliant when we get to come together. We are, definitely we are. And especially <laughs> when we have an amazing guest. And today we have got Vanessa Murphy. How are you, Vanessa? Yeah, I'm really good, actually. Thank you for having me. It's been, um, I've been listening to your podcast, so it's great to be a guest. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And I was very fortunate to be a guest on your Women in Confidence podcast. And today we are going to be talking all about confidence because, you know, we see that perimenopause and menopause has a huge impact or can have a huge impact on women's confidence. And yeah, we feel very fortunate to bring you on uh, to talk about confidence and um, exploring that a little bit more. But to get us started, we'd love to know a little bit more about yourself and, you know, your perimenopause story and, you know, if you have one and, and what are you experiencing today? Sure. Well, I'll just start by sort of giving you a bit of an introduction of who, what I do, which is how we define people, isn't it? So I am a HR expert and I've been doing HR and I thought about this before I came on and I realised it's over 20 years. So that um, is quite scary. So I've been doing HR for over 20 years. I'm also a, a coach, um, as Natalie said, a confidence coach. And also I am a podcaster. So yeah, I, I uh, run the Women in Confidence podcast and and it's amazing. It's probably the best thing I've ever done in many ways after having children, I suppose. Forget about They're not going to listen, but But also, I mean, other things about me. So I'm 48, which probably is, a, you know, puts me probably in the perimenopause. And um, we'll come on to that. I'm a mum of two. I, uh, I'm a Brit, as you probably gather from my uh, accent, and I'm in Australia, and I've been here about two and a half years, and actually my journey to Australia was probably one of the biggest confidence knocks that I've had, actually, so, um, and I talk about this in, in my podcast as well, so really that's me. Um, I help women with their self-belief, self-esteem, self-efficacy, you know, lots of self in there, and that's for a reason, uh, and they're all working women because those tend to be that group of women from a number of ages tend to be the ones that suffer the most from lack of confidence partly to do 
with the environment they're working in so yeah that's what I do and that's who I am yeah very true and you know we've spoken quite a bit as well about you know women's careers and the life cycle of women's careers and you know definitely that 40 age is that sort of re-acceleration you know they've they've had their kids now it's that time to come back into themselves and you know what what intersects is you know perimenopause and and all the things that come with perimenopause so you know what you're doing with confidence um, for women is really important at um, yeah particularly that stage of life mm. so you asked me about my perimenopause story and I'd like to say I've got something to tell you but actually touch wood so far I've had pretty easy journey but what I have noticed uh, about myself is that I'm much more prone to rage and, you know, I'm not going to damage or hurt anybody, but I just um, I can go from zero to flipping my lid really quickly. And I don't ha- I literally have no control over it. And I'll give you an example. Today, I was just driving back from dropping my son off at the the bus stop and somebody pulled out of a junction in front of me. But I mean, it was a safe distance, but I went insane. I was swearing. I was shouting and I had to really check myself and thought, where did where did this come from? Because I was never like that. I've always been quite balanced. And so I'm seeing more of that coming out, but I'm much more aware of it so I can deal with it. But yeah, rage is frightening in many ways. But as I say, I must must reassure everybody, I'm not going to hurt anybody, but it's, it's just coming up. And so, yeah, I completely lose my shizzle over things that, but really random things. Like it's the small things that were probably inconsequential before. Now I lose my shizzle as I call it because I probably can't swear but yet the big things like the dramatic things I'm just like chill it's just it's flipped it's really odd and I've also also noticed that my cycle my menstrual cycle is so much more random like really random and um, I've got a story where recently I was I was about two weeks late and because I'm sort of I guess in that middle ground between being you know having a normal cycle and then being menopausal my immediate thought was I'm pregnant I'm like oh my god I'm two weeks late I'm 48 can't have a baby and it was only when my husband said to me do you think it might be the menopause coming and I was like oh yeah I'm 48 <laughs> I've got to remember that I'm not it's probably not going to be pregnant which is a good thing um but also I've noticed that I have much more pronounced um sort of uh, symptoms that fit in my with my cycle so um sort of mid-cycle I get really hot and I have like the night sweats which I wasn't aware of before and that's I know roughly oh yeah it must be mid-cycle and then about two to three days out from having my period I'm just flattened with exhaustion like properly full-on exhaustion and I'll be like oh right yeah got to get you know the business all the bits and bobs in from the supermarket because my period is just about to start but I'm just physically and mentally exhausted. And uh, yeah, I've really noticed that in the last probably three years. Oh, so yes. that's really, my, but actually again, touch wood, I've, I've done all right, I think. Can I just say something? So when you started your perimenopause story with us, you said, oh, I, I don't really notice too much. Yeah. You know what I love the fact that you you mentioned three things that came out. Dang. And good <laughs> yes, yeah. But yeah. it's it's that beauty of having that conversation yeah. that you know, and that's what we're trying to cultivate with our work in this podcast is to have that conversation and build that self-awareness to actually say, oh no, you know what? I actually am like feeling this or I'm feeling yeah. that. And so I loved. Yeah, I love your story around, yeah, where, where, you, where you started to where you got to. <laughs> I 
think it's powerful that there's still that element of self-awareness and yeah just through the power of talking and you know what you 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 picked up three classic symptoms but I love that you've just taken it on board and you're not letting you know letting them you know from the sounds of it worry you or just think oh yeah that's accepting and all that kind of stuff but I will I will agree with you the rage thing is something definitely that I've um I've had happen to me especially early on and um, it's just really confronting as to like you sort of think where the bloody hell did that come from and then you can't stop it it's really really disconcerting actually so um, yeah all all classic symptoms but yes I love the way I love the, that point that you just made mm. so and and Danielle uh, Novotaga just uh, referring to a previous episode yes. she spoke about the rage as well and and particularly she shared an example of where she lost her mind with her kids you know and just look where this come from and her kids are looking at her and say who is this yeah, and actually didn't she say that they just go up to her and give her a big hug yes they yes, do now yes. I really loved you know so yep. um yeah you're not going crazy or anything <laughs> really common with the, with the, with the periods as well so you know just bang on so um and you know look another thing that comes about too as and, and I don't know if this has affected you because you're a confidence coach but loss of confidence is really common during menopause and it's connected with other symptoms like anxiety, low mood, brain fog, depression and memory issues. And many of these symptoms obviously contribute to that loss of confidence and self-esteem. So I'd, I'd love to get your take on what confidence is. Is it learned? Are you born with it? And can you grow your confidence in this mm. time of life? Sure. So I believe there are two key elements to do with confidence or how we describe confidence, because confidence is quite, you know, when you see it, but it's there are so many other factors and behaviors and actions that come into confidence. So it's a bit of an umbrella term, but there are two key elements to me. There's the inner confidence and the outer confidence, which largely if you're describing confidence, it would be the outer bit, but the one that matters and the one that I spend a lot of time with, with my clients is the inner confidence piece. So many people are able to act confidently on the outside uh, you know, you sort of fake it to make it, which I don't really like, but mm. you can act on the outside confidently for a period of time. But um, that acting means that large that person is out of alignment with who they really are and therefore it's not sustainable. So the, the inner confidence is really essential and that is sustainable. And actually, if you're inner confident or in inner confidence is high, you're more likely to show up authentic. So I say the inner and the outer confidence. But I suppose if you wanted just one definition, confidence to me is about knowing yourself better. So to develop the awareness from the inside out rather than the, to view yourself from the outside in, which is sort of my, my answer to what confidence really is. And, and you, so I, I describe it to people as a, like a computer operating system. But you can use a car, you can use anything that has many moving parts to it, such as the human body. And so I say that a lack of competence is just like an error in your computer operating system. And I get them to recognize that, yes, there is a problem, you know, and many people will probably feel this. They'll understand it and then they can identify ways to fix it. And so there's lots of ways to do that. Um, but your question, Lisa, was around. It, is it are you born with it can you grow it um I would say I think people are born with confidence I mean it's hard to measure how do you you know how do you measure 
a child, a baby or a child. But I think largely people are born with a certain level of confidence, perhaps some more than others, and that might be due, due to personality. But the environment that you're then brought up in and the environments that you then encounter do absolutely affect your confidence. So I'd say, yes, you're born with it but it quickly gets enhanced or knocked out of you from quite a young age, I imagine, from many different pressures, um, society, environment, all that sort of thing, friends. But the great thing is that I, I certainly believe that confidence is not static. And I recently spoke to a guest of mine on my podcast called um, Dr. Anna Kane, and she's a chartered occupational psychologist, and she actually has her PhD in confidence in women. So she was like, it was just a dream because she's the expert. And she's done a lot of research into is confidence static or can, can it be grown? And she sees it as a spiral. And so you can spiral down, which probably many people who are listening probably know that feeling. You can spiral out of confidence or low confidence, but you can also spiral up and you can control that spiral. And if you can, if you can get control of that spiral, then you absolutely have power over yourself. And so confidence to me, is a skill and you can learn it. You can develop it just as you would if you said to yourself, I want to become an expert in judo. You, you can learn it and you go and you source people who can help you and you, you know, put on the clothes that make you look like you can do judo. It's the same principle. You can, you can learn it, you can develop it. And I'm going to be really pretentious and quote Aristotle, which is really just a joke because I'm not at all um, a philosopher. But I read a quote recently about that Aristotle wrote, and it just really reinforces this. He says, if you want to be a builder, you have to build. If you want to be a harpist, you have to play the harp. And it's so true. If you want to be a confident person, then you've got to start acting, thinking, behaving like a confident person. But you can do that. Anybody can do that. It's not unique to... Um, male, female, extrovert, introvert. It's, it's totally universal. Um, so very long answer, sorry, but the answer is it's not static. You can learn it. And there is, you can start it wherever. You can start it whatever your baseline is. So if you say, I've really hit rock bottom, then that's your baseline. Um, it can be from anywhere. And that's why I love working with clients because they're coming at me from all different levels. And I just help them get to where they want to be. So, and they can learn and, and grow and develop it. It's, it's amazing to see when somebody does that transformation, mm. the penny drops and they change. It's great. Yeah, yeah, that's beautifully said. And, and it just epitomizes why, well, the three of us are coaches because we do love that, that aha moment that, you know, our clients have that they realize, oh, I'm, I'm not static. I can actually, you know, create change. And, you know, and it's through doing, isn't it? You know, I, I can reflect when I started my yoga teacher training a couple of years ago and I thought, okay, why am I doing this? To teach yoga? I'm like, how could I possibly get in front and teach yoga? You know, am I a yoga teacher? But it's been through doing, you know, and, and just moving and, um, you know, each, each time you evolve and you get better and, and even same with podcasting, you know, we, we share that experience as well, don't we, that, you know, I'm sure our very first episode was probably very just <laughs> maybe monotone and, you know, and then you, you build and you evolve. So, yeah, really um, well put. So you start somewhere. You've got to start somewhere, though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I, one thing I've learned through the podcast, and I probably knew this 
already but just talking to all these women on my podcast reinforced it was that taking the action is the fundamental part um, I suppose going back to Aristotle you know if you want to learn if you want to be a harpist you've got to learn how to play the harp and and it's true you've got to start taking the action even if that little action is small steps I'm going to make I'm going to do something slightly different tomorrow or I'm going to say something slightly different it's just small steps most of my clients they might want a transformation but they realize that's unachievable in six weeks or whatever so we start literally one footstep at a time to get there mm, yeah definitely and I've actually got that acronym lease in my head kind yes so knowing is not doing and you know we heard that a few years ago from a friend yeah. and it's just resonated Stuck. with us and yeah it is it's we we know yeah. what we need to do but you know it's not enough if we want to make that change mm. yeah, yeah I, it, it's um i'm interested it probably leads into my next question actually the um the was it the professor that you said you interviewed with women? yeah dr kane yeah yeah and um i suppose um you know we've got lots of inner critics happening in our heads for, for women especially we see it and, you know, things are becoming more challenging at the moment and, and have been. So, um, and, and, it, and in that menopause, leading up to menopause, women sort of lose that confidence, whereas previously they've been quite confident. Did she sort of hint at some of the things that, um, that you or even yourself, that she or even yourself um, are seeing what women struggle with when it comes to confidence? Yeah, I mean, um, Dr. Kane doesn't focus specifically on um, perimenopausal women. And actually, she did say her clients are from a range. But what's showing up for our clients around confidence is it's really interesting. Actually, I was thinking about this. They, they, they are fighting largely against the expectations others have put on them. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> and I say that because. I think women, particularly of my age, get to a crossroads in their life and they think, well, okay, people have seen, you know, 48 years of Vanessa and they've got a certain expectation of what Vanessa does, what she says, how she behaves. And I'm saying, actually, I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to get back to who I actually am and my true self come out. And I think that's true of, of my clients. They're saying, actually, people expect I don't know, X person to react like that. And that's not who I actually am. I've put on this facade for many years to get me through school and university and uh, my first, you know, working few jobs. And that's not who I really am. And so they have this realization and that can come at any age that this is not, this is, this is just somebody's view of me that I've built to be true, but it's not. And so, um, so, Anna Kane and myself, we're both saying actually most of the women we see are now having to, to sort of reassert their true selves. And that comes across all sorts of challenges, mainly the people who are around you who don't want you to change because they quite like you to be the mum, the wife, the good little worker who just does her thing and doesn't speak up or whatever it is. And they're going through this change and having to deal with all those challenges. And also there's a there's a, I don't know how to describe it, but I come across quite a lot of women who, again, reach a point in their life, regardless of age, and they actually have to whisper their ambitions because they don't want to be seen as uh, ungrateful for what they've got, or they, um, again, that expectation. And so they'll say, I actually don't want to be the boss. I don't want to be promoted. 
I don't want to be, you know, a city lawyer or what it is anymore. I don't, that's just not who I want to be, but they have to whisper it, which is such a shame. And so I guess coaches, regardless of what you focus on, give women the ability to find their voice again and to step into what they truly want to be rather than what everyone else wants them to be. So that's why I largely see showing up. You know, that's so interesting because a lot of my research also points to, you know, these change in hormones that women um, experience through perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause. It sees that that mothering, whether you've had children or not, that caring instinct starting to drop off and almost, you know, a bit about, you know, I don't really give a brass razoo, I could think of something else to say here, about X, Y and Z anymore, I'm going to put more emphasis on me. And so it's reinventing themselves and sort of they get to a point where they say, you know, I really don't want to do that anymore. That's not my love or whatever. So it does make a lot of sense what you're saying. And they just don't have that, you know, that caring, nurturing sort of aspect, sort of it really fizzles out a little bit. And um, I'm about to turn 52 and I have to say there's an element of me that sometimes I think like whereas I really would have got really wrapped up in something before, I think now, oh, that that that'll that'll do that's fine like you know um I will say my confidence has had a bit of a dip but you know working on that but it's really interesting I think um really good feedback there um yeah. go 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 no I was gonna say well it's I mean that whole bit about the perimenopause and confidence I mean I I think it's hardly surprising when you're going through the per- perimenopause that you have a dip in confidence because when you if you go back to what I was saying about inner and outer confidence if you just take mm. the outer confidence to start with and you think well as you go into the perimenopause you know it's, it coincides with um, women tend to put on a bit more weight and they can't shift it you know their wrinkles start to show they probably look a little bit tireder um, oh gosh, what else? Um, they don't feel as sexually attractive, for example. You know, yeah. they, you see all these gorgeous women behind, you know, coming up and they're like, oh, I'm not like that anymore. Who fancies me? And also just that like hair thinning. I'm, you know, I'm going through that. And so their outward confidence is going to be not because all the things that I suppose society values and thinks is attractive of a woman, they're changing. Yeah. So outwardly, absolutely, you know, bam. And then you've got your internal confidence. Um, and this is where I probably will get started is that your hormones leave you confused, mm-hmm. um, tired, forgetful. I mean, I forget people's names all the time at work. Um, older women actually become less visible in the workplace and in society in general. You know, you don't pick up a magazine and see gorgeous older women as much. You see lots of beautiful women with you know gorgeous skin and so we start questioning our worth and our role as a mother as you said Lisa becomes less defined and less we're diminished and so no wonder our inner outer confidence gets absolutely smashed around the perimenopause period yeah you make some really really relevant points absolutely so have you got any tips or um for, for women to reignite or build that confidence or you know get it back or find it again yeah, sure. And, and actually, I'm going to give a lot of credit to my guests on my podcast because they're the ones who who have taught me so much about how to get it back and tips, etc. But my one thing is really to remember who you are and to almost get to know yourself again. And some people say get inside your head or whatever it is, get back to who you are, you know, ground yourself. I mean, there's lots of terms about it. And I don't mean these in a superficial surface way. I mean, go deep on some of this and ask yourself some questions. You know, what do I like? What do I not like? Um, A really important one is what do I value? 
what do I stand for? Because a lot of people don't really know what they value and they, they get to a point in life. And maybe some of this is some of this crisis around that women have around the perimenopause is because they don't actually know what they value, but also what do I want to be? Who do I want to be? What's my legacy? You know, some really big questions that you need to ask yourself. How do I want to feel? Even if it's just, how do I want to feel today? And so me is go go deep into yourself and start answering some of these questions and I should point out these are not overnight fixes at all there's a lot of work to be done you can't just ask yourself one day what well what's my legacy or what do I value and then bingo you know you're back to being confident it doesn't work that way so the key really is frequency and consistency and ask yourself these questions over and over again until you settle on something that won't budge you know and then you realize you've reached something you've reached something that's like the rock bottom of you I mean not rock bottom because that's a negative connotation but that's like your core Mm, yeah and I and just keep doing that over and over again and and whether I mean I choose to do that in on walks or in my yoga class some people will do journaling some people I don't know voice notes whatever it doesn't really matter you don't even need to write it down at all but that to me is is the the essence of finding your your confidence is really knowing yourself and starting at that point. Mm. I mean, I've got lots of other hints, but that to me is the point you start. Mm. And and that's where it all starts, isn't it? And you know, I'm glad that you touched on yoga because that's that's what I do in my yoga classes. That you know, we we set an intention, and you know, I, I get them to put their hand on their heart and you know, connect to you know, I choose, I am, you know, how do you want to feel? And starting small, so how do you want to feel in this practice? And then let's broaden it out further and say, well, okay, so how do you want to feel outside of this practice? And you know, and then we have those. I bring the reinforcement throughout the session, you know, and then at the end, you know, sort of again setting that commitment that okay this is my intention that I've set on the mat okay I'm now going to commit to bringing this to my awareness outside um, of this yoga yoga studio but it's yeah it's it's starting more small with um, where you are and then exploring that so true yeah and I think the work the wonderful work really that you do is where it comes in is because you're making the unknown known you know, even I've learned from from talking to you, Natalie, and then also listening to your podcast is I didn't know that much actually about the perimenopause until I spoke to you and the impact it can have. And I think what you're doing is wonderful because it reduces the fear about it and gives you some control over about the, the, the journey. I don't know whether that's the right term that you're about to go through, through the perimenopause. And then when you finally reach the day of the menopause. And so I think, yeah, knowing more about it is is really will help an awful lot of people Mm, to get through it yeah very true and again I've brought this up in the podcast you know I've been asked before why am I specifically talking about perimenopause when I'm not you know I just turned 40 in December Um, but it's about that knowledge and education prior and it's about you know knowing and, and learning about our bodies so that you know when the time comes we, we notice those changes in ourselves, you know, just like you did when you were talking in the beginning, it's bringing that, that awareness to the forefront. Yeah. And actually Nat, you, 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 you touched on, you said it's about knowing when that time comes, but it's also about knowing your body when you are still menstruating and, you know, knowing more, knowing so much about your body um, leading into men, menopause or perimenopause is really powerful as well, because you actually, 
you know, you can really nourish it. Coming into perimenopause, if you're not well nourished or you don't have that basis there, you can find it so much harder, so, so you know, so harder to be able to support yourself through that time. So even being aware of it and, and making a decision to really support yourself through those pillars that we talk about, the physical, the spiritual, the emotional, the mental, um, makes that transition into perimenopause so much easier. Mm, yeah. I, would agree. I mean, I always talk about this story because Nat doesn't bring it up, but, you know, Nat's a marathon runner and she um, she basically followed, um, uh, you know, she really got in touch with her cycle, with all the work that we've been doing. She shaved two and a half minutes off her personal best time last year and I think that's monumental. So, And that's testament to Natalie really looking after herself. So, you know, she's probably lucky she's coming into that next phase of her life so, so well prepared. But it's the point I make is that, if you really take the time out to understand your body, whatever phase you are at in life, it's got to be a fantastic thing. Yeah. And that, going back to what I said, that knowing yourself doesn't happen overnight, but, and also just people might say, well, I'm too busy to do that. You know, I've got X, Y, and Z going on. And I, I say, well, actually, if you spend any time on a bus or on a train or in a car or, or I don't know, watching the TV, just zone out for, you know, five minutes and get back to right who am I etc etc so it doesn't take a lot of time to do it I mean it takes a long time to transform and change but it but you can do it at any point Um, and your bit about looking after diet and health and spiritual yeah I mean they're just fundamental for a human system but also just probably more critical when you're going through the perimenopause Mm. unfortunately there's a lot of women that don't see it as fundamental and that's probably where you know, and then it all affects the confidence, obviously. Mm. So it's that little round circle, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I have to say, how lucky am I to have a uh, walking live billboard who <laughs> loves sharing my uh, marathon oh, stories? I just, I'm inspired by it because I think, I, I sort of think two and a half minutes, that's, that's pretty groovy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I guess just to say that too so yeah I ran that was my sixth marathon just before I turned 40 and I've never felt stronger actually so and I do put that down to the cycle tracking and really eating to those you know different phases of my cycle and just and knowing my body yeah um, it's and it's that it's that power it's tapping into that power mm. and then that leads into our next question mm. which is what our podcast is all about you know perimenopause power finding nurturing um, but also using that power as well as we transition through this phase of life. So I'd love to know what does coming into your own power mean to you? And, you know, how do you or will you define your perimenopause journey? Um, well, I'll answer the, the second question first. Absolutely. I'm going to define my, my perimenopause journey. Um, but I will do that through awareness and listening again, listen to you, talking to you, finding more about it. So I will be able to control it as much as I possibly can I'll control my journey but I've done a lot of work on it already through you know spiritual um, practices but so that's that question um coming into my personal power I would say is about being the true me and not the fabricated me and also not taking someone's view of me and making that true that to me is is coming into my personal power I love that yeah, we do. We love it and we resonate with it so much, don't yeah. we? It's really powerful. Yeah. I make it sound like it's easy, but it's not. Well, it's not. And you know what? And I think that's probably, that turns a lot of women away, doesn't it? It's like, oh, it's too hard. I've got so many other things going on. 
Um, but yeah, you've just really got to stop, take stock, or stop and notice it and, and take it up and, and move forward with it and, and change what you need to, um, mm. which is easier said than done. But we tend to, you know, change things up for every other member of our family or friends network that we do, but we don't look after ourselves. So look after ourselves first and then everything flows from there is what I keep saying. Yep. Yes. And it's recognising that what we want, how we want to feel, show up, it is, it is within us. Mm. And, again, it's the beauty of um, being coaches that we get to draw that out of people and actually show them that, yes, it is. You know, the answers are deep within, but we're so busy. We're on autopilot here, there, everywhere that we're not, we're not hearing it. We're not feeling into it. Um, and it's just, you know, as you said, starting small. You know, it might even be in the shower. might even be on the toilet, heaven forbid. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah. it's finding those moments that you commit to and say, okay, that's uh, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna do this work and I'll just share a story. I um like to with my daughter when I'm in the car and we're at the traffic lights. You know I try and encourage her. Okay, let's just take a nice breath. And look, she's seven and a half and she looks at me and rolls her eyes. She's like, Mom, <laughs> again, do we have to? But just try to instill that practice because you know for so many of us we don't really breathe right or well. And yeah, I'm trying to instill that that you know thought process around breathing. The, the mm. funny thing will be when she's mucking around with um, some, you know, cousins or friends and she'll sit there and go, okay, let's all take a moment, let's have a breath. And they'll think, ah, yes, she was mm. listening to me. Yeah. I found that with my own kids, like from their eating, like, you know, yeah, I won't even go into it. But it's like you just listen and you think, ah, it's yeah. working. <laughs> <laughs> they are hearing, they are watching. They, yeah, that's it. So. so so everybody's just got to spend time on the toilet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but you're so right, Natalie, this it's the one place that most of us get some peace and quiet. <laughs> so why not capitalise on those moments? Yes, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. The traffic lights. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is just a good example in this conversation of all those moments where we can do it. Then they're just so normal. Everyone, well, not everybody, but, you know, if you're driving, you will come across traffic lights or pedestrian crossings. Capitalise on those moments mm. to just get in, back in focus with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautifully said. If you had to start somewhere, breath works a perfect place mm. to start. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we'd love to share for our listeners where we can connect with you and and also listen to your Women in Confidence podcast. Sure. So the best place to find out about me would be my website, which is Vanessa murphy.com so there's that um, and i'm seem to have gone bananas on social media recently so i'm on instagram and tiktok um which was one of my guests recommended i went on to tiktok so i'm out there and facebook as well and then my podcast women in confidence is on all major players or podcasts i never really know what to call them what are they providers yes i i say listening apps or favorite yeah. listening yeah yes not anyway sure. Google Women in Confidence podcast. You'll find it. Fabulous. And we'll include all the links in the show notes anyway. So thank you so much, Vanessa. It's been an absolute fantastic conversation with you. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self, no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.